Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 71 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing how you can take naps without falling asleep for hours, why you should be taking naps in the first place, and the magic number when it comes to how long to sleep when you're napping. Now, let me just start off by saying I love sleep. And I feel like I've also said I love other things as much as Oprah loves bread, but I really do love sleep as much as Oprah loves bread. (laughs) My mom loves to tell me the story of how I used to cry my eyes out when she would drop me off at preschool. And then I would spend the rest of my time there just sleeping to the point where the staff asked her if I was actually getting enough sleep at night. I was. I just I love sleep. Or when I learned in college that you could pick and choose your schedule, like wasn't that the best news ever? So I was super excited that my earliest class didn't even start till 1 p.m., which meant I could sleep all morning. Now, I know some people would think, oh, great, I have all morning to study and do the things I need to do. But for me, it was about the sleep. And even now, one of my favorite things to do is to curl up for a quick nap with Ella. She is the best at just, you know, snuggling right up into that space behind your knees, always under the blanket, perfect little napping buddy. And of all of the self-care and wellness things that you do, sleep is the most important. And not only is it the most important, but it's also the easiest to shift, right? You don't have to go out and buy anything. You don't really have to do anything other than probably stop scrolling so much on social media. But it's the easiest thing to make changes to that has a dramatic impact on many other areas of your life. It has a massive impact on your brain health, on your recovery time, on your biochemistry down to blood sugar and insulin levels, which I've talked about on previous episodes on sleep with different guests. But I still hear from lots of you that you're not sleeping well at night or that naps aren't an option because you fall asleep for too long. And at all times, but especially now when we are under such tremendous amounts of stress, naps are important and sleep is important. And so today we're going to dive into how to curate the perfect nap so that you can wake up feeling refreshed and well-rested and ready to take on the world. So why naps, right? One of my uh, favorite accounts on Instagram is the nap ministry. It's just at the nap ministry um, by Trisha Hersey. And she just puts out the best content about rest as a form of resistance. And I acknowledge also that the account isn't totally for me, but I love the things that she shares, like this idea of you are not a machine, stop grinding. And I think as a perfectionist, as an overachiever, this uh, overwhelming push to be hyperproductive 24-7, right? You know, you make a to-do list and you finish the day and you've done 9,000 things and you feel like you didn't do anything and it was a waste of a day and you better keep working until the sun goes down and work all the weekends. It's exhausting. And it's also not realistic, 
I know for myself that I am not more productive at the end of my day than I am at the beginning. There's a reason why my content creation happens not only first thing in the day, but first thing in the week. I write all of my newsletters and podcast notes and social media content on Monday and then record everything on Tuesday because when Friday afternoon rolls around, I'm smoked. My brain is done. And this concept of short amount of sleep and then push, 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 push and still be just as productive as you were when you were freshly just out of bed, like that's not a thing. The stress of the pandemic, the stress of the civil rights uprising that we are currently experiencing, it is a lot and it does have an impact on your sleep. And maybe your schedule is limiting your ability to sleep. Maybe your stress is limiting your ability to sleep. And even for women, where you're at in your cycle can also have an impact on your energy levels as well. So Don't get me wrong, like naps are not a replacement for sleeping, although my dear friend Sybil thinks they are, they're not, (laughs) but they're super important to your health. And so if we think of this moment in history that we are currently in and understanding that it is a marathon, not a sprint, to be able to show up and be effective every day as leaders in our homes, in our businesses, in our lives, in our communities, We have to be well rested. And the benefits of napping are relaxation. And if you could take a pill and get some relaxation, it would be great. But I promise you, it's not the same as creating it for yourself from within. Obviously, reduced fatigue, right? You're less tired when you nap. And we'll talk about that magic number because I know that there's also such a thing as sleep inertia, but we'll get to that. Also, benefits of napping include improved mood. So whatever the term is for when you're sleepy and grouchy, like there's got to be something for that. So if there is, like hit me up on social and tell me what it is. Because hangry has no match for hangry and tired. And my poor, poor husband, (laughs) just ask him. It's not good. It's not good at all. So that's so true. And you may have experienced this as well. If you are in a terrible mood because you are tired, Like, we're not that different from toddlers. Even as adults, we like to pretend we are. A nap will change your mood. It'll change your day. And it doesn't take very long at all. And also, the best part of napping is an improvement in your performance, including quicker reaction times and even better memory. So if you are trying to remember something or learn something, but you're so tired, you're not retaining it, going to sleep will actually help you learn better and kind of file away and clear out the mess of everything else so that you can learn and retain things even better, which I wish I knew in college. All-nighters, literally the worst thing you can do for your memory and for learning. Now, for me, what this looks like currently is if I'm having a hard time focusing, even on creative tasks or just like getting into the flow or the zone of the work I need to do, I'll go and lay down for 20 minutes and nap because I know that that's a better use of my time than staying on the struggle bus for the entire day and getting nothing done or getting things done that will have to be redone anyways because they're just not up to par. So when it comes to napping though, 
timing really, really matters because if you don't time it right, you're going to have trouble falling asleep that night as well, which I've totally done, right? You're exhausted. You're watching something boring on Netflix. You fall asleep and then you're like, oh shoot, I better get up and go to bed. And then you can't fall asleep because you've just taken this like 90 minute nap. So naps are sort of like coffee in that you don't want to do them too late in the afternoon for coffee. I mean, I don't drink coffee, but I pretend like I do with my decaf. The cutoff is 3 p.m., meaning after 3 p.m., there's no napping. There's no coffee. There might be chocolate, but there's none of that other type of stimulant stuff because you're getting too close to what I hope is your bedtime. Now, if you are a night owl, this might be a totally different conversation, but I am framing naps in my experience, which is get up with, I was going to say the sun and I was like, that's not true. I get up around 6, 630 every day and I try to go to bed between 10 and 11 every single night. So with that frame of reference, no more naps after 3 p.m., okay? Now, you also don't want to nap too long. And you may have experienced this as well, right? You go to take a nap and you hope for a 20-minute nap and it's a two-hour nap. And the reason for that is because your sleep cycles of that cycle through light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep, each cycle lasts about 90 minutes. So this is why you know, you can nap for 20 minutes before you fall into that deep cycle and you literally can't get yourself out or that full 90 minutes to two hours. There's nothing in between because once you fall into sleep with the hormones and all of the things like it is so hard to get back up. And you know this, if you set a timer and you ignore it, that snooze alarm too, right? When you wake up and then you go back to sleep, especially like snooze alarms, like I'm saying, or even like with napping, your body puts you even deeper to sleep than it would if you had just gotten up. So there is a sweet spot, a magic number, if you will, of sleep or nap duration. So one of the studies that I looked at was looking at exactly that nap duration. And so all of the participants slept for five hours a night before. So that is sleep deprivation. If you're only getting five hours of sleep, my dear friend, please, 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 Find a way to make some more sleep happen. And if you're like, I don't know how, shoot me a message and we'll we'll figure it out together, okay? So the study participants slept for five hours and then they were permitted a five-minute, a 10-minute, a 20-minute, or a 30-minute nap. And then there was also the control group that got no nap, which I just think is so, so mean, so mean. So the interesting thing about nap duration is the five minute nap didn't improve cognitive performance or alertness. It was basically similar to no nap at all. And if you are a napper, you're nodding your head. You're like, five minutes doesn't do anything. The biggest difference between the longer naps, the 10, 20, 30 minute naps, was how quickly you recovered, right? So that sleep inertia, the ability to actually wake up once you are ready to get up, the longer you nap, the deeper you fall to sleep, which makes perfect sense, right? The interesting thing was that after three hours after the napping, regardless of if it was the 10, 20, 30 minute nap, there wasn't really a huge difference in performance. So nap duration after three hours, according to this study, wasn't super duper important. The important thing was that after a short nap, 
that performance was improved and you were able to wake up out of your nap more easily if that napping time was shorter. So I'll link to the study in the show notes if you want to like a really deep dive. This was like a full research and review of multiple studies on sleep, which was really fascinating. And I did mention at the top about as women and our cycles, a majority of these study participants were done on men. So what does that say for where we are in our cycle and the effects that that has on sleep with the different hormone fluctuations we have? To be honest, I don't know yet. And I'm still researching. So stay tuned. But what does this mean just in general for us and napping, right? Should you nap? Yes or no? Well, yeah, if you can nap, it absolutely will improve your performance. And like I've said too, I use naps when I feel that lag in performance, right? Or if I know, hey, I stayed up super late the night before and I'm really struggling to do what I need to do today, I'm gonna lay down and do a quick nap because that's gonna help me do what I need to do better. But the timing is also super important. So it's really key to find your sweet spot if you are a 10 minute napper, if you are a 20 minute napper, if you can do the 30 minute nap and then you're good to go. If you have time for a 90 minute nap, like go for it. I have so much respect for my father-in-law. He was a dentist before he retired. He came home every day and took a nap at lunch for about like 90 minutes and then went back to work. And I like that is the dream. Love it. And there's also like cultures where napping still exists tend to live longer than those who are chronically sleep deprived. So napping is good. Napping restores your energy. It restores your focus. It restores your mental strength and ability to just kick butt and do what you need to do. So if you can can nap. It's so important. And that's also why I started and I mentioned the nap ministry and her whole concept that rest is part of the resistance and the fight against like the status quo. You can't show up and be effective if you're exhausted. And if you're still like, no, 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 I could never, 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 never nap. Well, the reason that we sleep at night and sometimes so poorly is because that's not what we were built for. So if you take away all the technology, you take away the industrial revolution, biphasic sleep is what we did before lights and before technology came in. And I'm not saying technology as in like computers and phones and internet and Wi-Fi, just the industrial revolution, which really pushed for this round the clock type of work and that hyperproductive work day. So, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and then going back to sleep, sleeping with the sun, having naps, like all of that is super common. And as I've mentioned before, like we're still mammals, even though we're humans and we're special unicorns, we're still mammals. And just look at how much your dog or cat or any animal sleeps. My dog right now is snoring in the background. You might be able to hear her sleep and lots of it throughout the day is amazing. And it's probably what we're built for. So I've kind of touched upon this already of like how I nap. And like I said, I don't nap all the time. And I still acknowledge that napping might not be for everyone. Like that's also true. I offer you all of this information not to tell you like you got to be doing this or your brain's going to explode because for some of you that might not be true. But if you find that you're having trouble falling asleep or you're having trouble staying asleep or you're having trouble with focus or all kinds of things like I said napping and sleep is one of the easiest and least expensive ways to improve your health. So it's definitely worth a try. Especially if you're getting less than six hours of sleep a night consistently, you may want to consider just starting napping and seeing what happens. 
So when I feel myself really having difficulty focusing or staying on task, that's when I tend to just go lay down for a quick nap. And there's no gold medal for showing up and pushing through even when it's detrimental to your health right? Like we're not robots. We can't keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And the whole concept of like martyrdom and like hyper productivity, like let's just like slide that off the desk and into the trash. So I also know that being able to nap is a privilege. I completely acknowledge that. So take this as your permission to nap if you can. So what I do is I set my timer for 30 minutes, which gives me time to actually fall asleep because I know it's going to take me probably, you know, 10 minutes to actually fall into something restful. And I also, the minute I lay down, there's like this mental shift you have to make of knowing that no matter if you fall asleep or not, the rest you are taking by laying down with your eyes closed is still limiting what your brain has to process. So it's still restful even if you're not asleep. Okay. So if you lay down, you're like, well, I can't fall asleep. It's still restful. Even if you don't fall asleep. Like I said, I set a timer. I actually put my phone across the room or even outside of the room on the floor because this alarm needs to be for me far enough away that I have to physically get up and turn it off. If it's just near to me and I can just tap it off, that personally isn't enough to kind of shake off that sleep inertia and actually get up. So what happens, and this happens far too frequently, especially on Saturdays or something about Saturday afternoons for me that is just like nap city. Uh, But I set my 30 minute alarm, I go lay down, alarm goes off, I didn't put across the room, I hit that snooze button, and hey, we just took a 90 minute nap. (laughs) So put your alarm somewhere where you know you're going to have to get up, it's going to be super inconvenient so that you actually wake up. I've also tried to ask my husband to come and wake me up, which is not a good idea. I strongly discourage you from doing this because remember I said that sleepy is worse than hangry. I'm very crouchy when I wake up from naps and then I just get mad at him for bothering me when I'm napping. So allow it to be technology so that there's no, nothing personal, nothing personal. Okay. Dear Siri, I just, I just stop annoying me. I'm trying to nap here. Now there's no science really behind this. But what you experience also matters. So find what works best for you. But here's what I do when I nap. I make my bed every morning. My dog tries to unmake it, but I do make it every morning. So when I go to nap, I typically lay across my bed in a way that's comfortable, but not too comfortable. So I'm not, you know, getting in my PJs and crawling under the sheets and going to sleep in the middle of the day because I know that I will fall too deeply asleep. So I lay, I don't think horizontally, I guess, I lay the wrong way across the bed. I do have blackout curtains and tint on the windows in our bedroom. So it's a little bit darkened, but I don't typically use my sleep mask when I'm napping because again, I'm trying to fall asleep and get some rest without falling too deeply asleep. And like I said, this is my personal preference. So play with it and find what works best for you. And again, you're resting even if you're not falling asleep. Now, if you do fall into that not enough sleep at night category and you find that you're too wired to go to sleep at night, there's a number of things that you can do. The first being to really, really, really examine your relationship with caffeine. I know, I know, I know, I know. I've done a whole episode on caffeine and how it affects you and why I stopped drinking caffeine. But here's another 
food for thought is that caffeine is a stimulant and stimulants are a stressor on your body. And if you are already stressed out because my God, it's 2020 and we're in a pandemic, then that coffee is just adding fuel to a fire that's already raging. So especially if you are really struggling with sleep, if you are finding that you are wired at night and then just dragging in the morning, so you got to pour some more coffee into that, start to taper off your coffee and maybe even eliminate it entirely. I went cold turkey. Don't recommend it. I could feel my brainstem pulsating for like three or four days. It was not fun at all. But if you are having trouble with sleeping, definitely re-examine that relationship with caffeine. And it's not just in coffee. It's also in soda if you're drinking, obviously, energy drinks. But caffeine shows up in places that you might not be expecting it. So secondly, get off the screens at least 90 minutes before sleep because it's not just the blue light. I know that's a, you know, a big thing about the blue light that is given off from, you know, computer screens, television screens, phone screens, even just like artificial light in your house. Um, That's where those blue blocker glasses or those orange lens glasses come into play. So it's not just that, which is a problem, which it is because it tricks your brain into thinking that it's daytime and it interrupts your circadian rhythm and the production of melatonin and like it's a whole problem but also just focusing intensely on something like you do as you're doom scrolling through your phone at night on social media anyone anyone else just me I just learned about this term this week and it's just so perfect for what happens the willpower where you're like I don't want to open the news app I don't want to open the news app but I'm going to open the news app and then oh my god it's midnight and I can't sleep because I'm terrified so don't doom scroll, but focusing intensely on an object like your phone screen also stimulates your nervous system to be more awake, more active. It's part of the difference in visual stimuli for predator and prey. So prey animals have more of this peripheral vision. And so they look out on the horizon and that helps to just, you know, keep them kind of in that chill mode. Like cows are pretty laid back, right? Versus predator. So let's take like a hawk, for example. They need to be able to spot the rabbit from thousand feet up in the air and just narrow in on it. And so that focus and that like hypervigilance of just like staring at your phone also impacts your nervous system. Um, so there's some really interesting research on that. If you're interested in it, just shoot me a message and we will dive deep together. So it's not just a blue light in your phone, all of this is to say, but also just staring at your phone is a problem in itself, okay? So get off your phone 90 minutes before sleep, break up with caffeine, get a sleep mask. And I'll link to my favorite in the show notes from Manta. I've tried a ton of sleep masks. I love sleep masks. I use one every single night. They have cooling ones and weighted ones and aromatherapy ones. I have just a plain one, but it has like these donuts that sit around your eye. So it's not giving you the pressure exactly on your eyelashes, which if you have extensions, I don't, but if you do, that might be important to you. Uh, It's just, it's way comfortable and it blocks out all the light, even if you're sleeping on your side. Meditation before sleep, right? That's another one. For a long time for me, meditation was more of an upregulating experience and it's only more recently that it's become downregulating. So again, try any one of these, see what works for you in what way it works for you and go from there. 
Body work is another thing to do before sleep. Things like neck massage, upper back, uh, rolling out your guts with an inflated ball so you get into that deep breathing and really help to stimulate that relaxation response of your nervous system. And another thing that I've shared with and I do pretty regularly before sleep is uh, TRE or the therapeutic tremor exercises, uh, but any sort of nervous system specific downregulation or that relaxation response before sleep is really, really, really helpful. And it just, again, try a bunch of things. Find what works. Don't try them all at once because that's super overwhelming. But pick one of these. Use that to help yourself get better sleep tonight. And then the need for naps may not be an everyday thing unless you want to, in which all case, like, please go nap. That's amazing. But if you're finding that you're not getting sleep because you're feeling that tired and wired way every single night, try some of these. And then the last thing to definitely try is to get outside on a regular basis, which helps to keep your circadian rhythm just humming along. So things like I already talked about staring out at the horizon, getting up with the sunrise. I do get up, like I said, 6, 6.30. There was a moment in time I was getting up at 5.30. All right. And then I talked to Dr. Licata on this show. And then he, he let me see that I have permission to sleep how much I need to sleep. But in the wintertime, 6, 6.30, it's dark. I get to watch the sunrise, which is really, really fun. But getting outside of your house in the morning and being outside of your house in the evening, maybe around sunset, but just watching the sunset as a human, like we're just, we're biological creatures, right? We're mammals. So watching sunrises and sunset help to reset your circadian rhythm so that you can sleep better. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I like camping is because it gets you outside away from artificial light, away from Wi-Fi, away from all of the just noise that happens when we're in a home and helps you to get more in touch and more into that relaxed nervous system state. So there you have it on naps. May you sleep well tonight and have an amazing nap this afternoon, I hope, or tomorrow afternoon. And one thing, like I mentioned, that can help with napping is body work. And as you know, I love body work. I love massage and I love teaching you how you can do it for yourself. So I'm actually teaching two live classes at the end of this month. So it's July, 2020. These two classes are totally free. One is going to be focused on hips and lower back and the other will be focused on upper back and shoulders. So if you want to come along and roll with me with whatever bodywork tools you have, I'm going to drop the link into the description and then come and roll with me at Tackle Your Tension. So I'm really excited to share that with you. I love um, being able to connect. I know last time we did this, we had attendees from all over the UK, which was really super exciting. And I believe there was someone also from... Australia. Like my brain just exploded. The internet is such a cool place to allow us to stay connected. And I'm really super grateful for it. Um, and so I'm excited to share with you. So hopefully you can come and roll and get some new strategies and techniques to help with your hips, your lower back, your upper back and your shoulders. And the best part is you just follow along. I'm going to tell you what to do. And then you just do it. It's easy peasy. Okay. So I also want to hear from you if you're a nap person or not. 
And if you have any questions, you can send them all my way. You can send me a message on social media or you can tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala Fermala. Or you can always call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501 and leave a message with your strategies. What are you doing to nap more or to um, just get better sleep, whatever it may be. Um, also, if you love this episode, go ahead and take a screenshot and share that on social too and let me know what your favorite part was because I love hearing about and seeing what you're up to when you are listening to episodes. And before I go, just the reminder, always a reminder that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast, including the links for today's show. So you can get those at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you for taking the time to listen today. I really so deeply appreciate you. And I hope that you got some fun movement in today as you listened, or at least you have something planned. I'm actually, I'm super curious. What do you do when you listen? I'm usually uh, making breakfast or getting ready for the day or walking my dog. So let me know. Keep me posted. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a huge favor and share it with somebody who needs to hear, someone who needs a nap or your napping buddy or just, I don't know, your mom or friends or person. I don't know. Just share it. If you also like today's episode, I would so appreciate it if you left a review. It lets the robot algorithms know that the Body Nerd Show has got some fun stuff and that you enjoy what you're listening to. And here's to asking better questions moving more, napping a lot, and getting nerdy. Thank you so much for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.